Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. And one Wendigo! One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek on Grinder. <laughs> and and Grinder, right? Grinder! <laughs> I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your hope for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is too much fun. Wendigo! 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 We'll just do this all day. We should just move on. <laughs> We're just Pokemon at this point. Yeah, exactly. Wendigo was the uh, first Pokemon. He, tr- he truly, truly was. He was. That's that Magneto's helmet doubles as a Pokeball. That's why it's so ugly. I like his helmet. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. This is episode 144. Handsome, I tell you guys, doing out there. Neither. I I specifically heard they're great. Oh, did you? They why well, mm-hmm. I, I was I was. They said they said they're great. Cool. And they're all beautiful. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Got their hair did. Mm-hmm. They did. Sounds they good, dude. They dude. We are reading and well discussing. We already read it. Mm-hmm. We, we're not going to read it. I think I've made that joke. Not yeah, it's a well, terrible but, radio show. Yeah, but uh, we uh, are discussing Batman uh, one through seventeen. Uh, the first, I guess, technically two arcs of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman run. Now that it is officially over, we're gonna we're reading all of it, and we're gonna do the beginning of it, talk about it, see how much Eric hates it. Eh, we're, we're yes, yes, we are. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, but we'll get to that in a little bit. For that, we got uh, this week's comics to talk about. Some strange, yeah, some strange comics to talk about. There's a lot of strangeness to talk about this week, so With, well, yeah. s- strap yourselves in. Wendigo! Wendigo! Without further ado, it is time for Weekly Floppies! Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this. These books tell you to buy or not buy. Uh, mush meter may, may or may not be involved. Goes from one to five. You missed a really obvious pun, you know. What would that be? Wendigo right into some floppies? Wendigo right into some floppies. <laughs> I was expected to be uh, directed into the garbage can. I didn't know what was going to happen. It's a tense, pregnant pause there, and then screaming. <laughs> it's the best thing. That's our, true. Our first book of the week is The Punisher, number one. The the reboot of The Punisher. Written by Becky Cloonan, art Steve Dillon, colors Frank Martin, cor- letters Corey Pettit. Um... Can I can I just say something about this? Sure, go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll I, I'm not gonna try and step on your toes too much. Okay. Before I read this book, I knew exactly what this comic was going to be, and after finishing this, it is not it it it, it was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Okay, it is it is it is I don't know. It is and it isn't. I mean, it's a Punisher comic. It's not gonna he's not gonna like have a a tickle fight or something. Basically, what you know happens, happens, but it did, I don't know, it curveballed me a little bit. What was the curveball? That I didn't want to vomit after seeing Steve Dillon's art, and I think the clune took it in a lot of directions I wasn't expecting. There's so, actually very little, I think it's smart mm-hmm. that it did 
it doesn't have Frank Castle much yeah. in it. He's not the yeah, he's not the the uh not the title character. What am I trying to say? The point of view character, I suppose. Yeah, he's not the pers- he's not our perspective. Perspective he's- character is the word I was looking for. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did a lot I did a lot of acid today. It's terrible. We well, I mean, one of us has you drew the short straw today. Mm-hmm. You you dropped before we yes. started. Yes. And then hence, my hence, the Wendigos. Uh <laughs> but no, I, I like Frank Castle is a known quantity, mm-hmm. especially in the mainstream Marvel universe. I, he's not going to change that much. Right. Uh, and so what they did was like, hey, let's focus on all these all these outside characters for the most part, including the dude that cuts off people's faces. Yeah, that we've never seen that in a Steve Dillon comic <laughs> or in other comics this week. <laughs> nope. Uh, but you, it, it really doesn't. There's a very little Dylan face in this. It is interesting that it was Jordy Belair, right? I don't know. Oh, let me see. Who's the colorist? Oh, and this Frank Martin. Oh, Frank Martin? I don't know that. I've never, I don't think I've. I guess seen he just him. did the cover. That's where I, yeah. I, yeah. Declan Chavi and, and Jordy mm-hmm. Belair did the cover. I think it's interesting that it looks, I don't know, it does look better somehow than. Than preacher than other things. I mean, it's not like Steve Dillon is has ever been a terrible artist. He's just a very Steve Dillony artist. He's very distinct. Y- yeah, not nest, not always in a great way. I don't know. I I I like the way this looks, and I think a lot of it is a lot of it's the color. And I think he's toned down the I don't know the awfulest of his awful shit. I don't know. I I was surprised at so much of this and. God, I could really do without seeing faces nailed to a board, though. <laughs> well, I think we're you gotta it, you gotta have a good villain for Frank to I, murder. It's true. You gotta have people with red bricks that make you a super soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no nuke, no nuke showing up though. Thank our oh, boys. God. I I don't. That's the last thing I need is Steve Dillon drawing nuke. <laughs> But I, I'm a buy on this. I, th- I think it is as good as a Punisher number one can be. Like it for yeah, oh yeah. You know it, it. It. I. I'm not expecting any Punisher comic book, honestly, to like reinvent the wheel. It is no. just like reframing this narrative in an interesting way, and it does. So, and it looks good. It's just. It's. It's just a wonderful comic written by Becky Cloonan, the the Banshee Queen of my heart. She is pretty rad. Mm-hmm. She's she's been doing a bunch of uh, posters and shit with uh, Mondo. Mm-hmm. So fucking jealous. I got I, our mutual. Did you buy any of them? Our mutual friend Melissa has her Dark uh-huh. Phoenix poster. Oh sweet! I got it for her for her birthday. Well, good for good for both of you. Well, for Mondo. Yeah. For Mondo. Okay, rad. I did. I don't remember if I've seen it or not. I don't think you have. No, I mean not in person. I mean on the internet. Oh, okay. I, okay. I have not been to Orlando in 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 some time. Where's this? So that's the double buy, Punisher number one. Yes, Our, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Our next book is Thunderbolts number one. Thunderbolts number one, written by Jim Zub, art John Malin, Malin, uh, colors Matt Yaki, letters Joe Sabino. Uh, this is the, we mentioned it last week, but this is the Bucky led, uh, team of villains that were set free from the Pleasant Hill facility with uh, the little four-year-old cosmic cube girl tagging mm-hmm. along. Kobic. Kobic. Um, what do you think, Eric? I'm I'm curious. I have a feeling I know, but I'm not sure. Thoughts? 
Hold on. Uh oh. What am I holding on to? Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this looks incredibly strange on this monitor. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Yes. I was like, did I read this book? Yeah, of course I did. Is it look? This looks like a different pile of '90s trash to me. Oh. Okay. Well. Is that what this is? <laughs> I it it, oh, it it isn't. I'm I mean, it's, I'm, it's, I'm just... it's 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 Zub. I mean, I do like Jim Zub. I am really weirded out by this book, and it feels like a weird fit to me. Just the the art in general. I I think it's really really coloring my perception. I don't know. I like, agree. I, think... I mean, I agree with you. I feel like this book mm-hmm. is competently written at yeah at worst. Mm-hmm. But and some of the arts I think is fine. Like some of it I don't mind like, whatsoever. But then some it, of it, mm, I'm getting like Hawkeye Initiative feelings, and that's not good. Like with the like the Moonstone in particular, one scene is getting that full on like hip, like like seventy <laughs> degrees, like mm-hmm. tilted. Like that doesn't like not people don't do that. I, I thought we got past that in comic books. No, we never will. I mean, it's we've we've discussed this. It's important to look at all those things at once. And then the the when what's his name big big guy Atlas is that his name? Yeah, it's a very clever name, isn't it? <laughs> and then he him him pouring milk on his self. What, and what, then... What's up with that? He doesn't he doesn't even rub it in. <laughs> and then but his, but his like his chest part is not part of his neck part. Yeah, I don't... it's 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 something something's going on. No, I it's hard for me to read this and. It makes me dislike the characters more. They <laughs> look so gross, and I don't know. I want to like something that Jim Zub is working on. I, I, well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I guess I, the, I have to be like he's reading nine. He's writing nine other comics right now, so I don't just read I, those instead. Well, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with the writing in this. I feel like no. it is it is nailing what it's going for. But yes, art, just I don't want it to go for it. The art is just. So, so 90s-esque, mm. and I know there's an audience for that. I know people like, yeah. well, there's still a lot of people who like how this looks. And it's, you know, it tells the story well enough. Mm-hmm. And I I like like the characterization of these characters. I don't, like, they're, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, it's funny, and, like, there's good team interplay and stuff like that. And he He does manage to give them all... A unique personality that's not just I'm the big guy, even though he is kind of that. I don't know. It's and that last page. I don't. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, <sighs> it's, I I don't know. It's really creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's. It really depends on how it goes after this. I, I mean, obviously, it could go. It could be good. It could also be very bad. How they. Tell the story after their four-year-old Cosmic Cube murders a person mm-hmm. in a very disgustingly brutal way. Well, you don't know. She's probably fine. I mean, yeah, she could just give her her she, bad life yeah, back because she she's a Cosmic Cube. Yeah, she has alien powers and there's magic. I mean, you can pull someone's heart out, and they're probably that's co- they're cool with it. And I don't, I don't. When did Moonstone's costume look like this? When did this happen? I don't know who. The hell, Moonstone the is. I, I recognize. I well, uh, no, I know who she is in this. I just don't know who she is in the Marvel universe. Like the only people that I know are Kobik and Winter Soldier. 
I well, uh, what's his face? Uh, the mech dude was in Superior Foes of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tinkerer has been in the background characters of a billion Spider Man stories, I think. But Moonstone was I know her best from the last Thunderbolts book. I was I, I, did we read that for this? I forget. But uh, the Warren Ellis Thunderbolts. But she's been in she's in the Dark Avengers and all that stuff. Her costume did not look like muscle tissue with gold surrounding it. It was like cool looking. This just looks ghastly, and then when you give put it on a like a little four year old girl, it's even worse. Um, <laughs> I don't know that that's really the case. It is bad though. I I don't I don't know. Are you where where are you, Eric? What are you on this? What do you, what do you think? No, no, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Push this back. No, thank you, Mister Zub. I I like you very much. Uh, this book is not. For this gentleman right here, I, I'm gonna. If this book gets a different artist, I'm, I don't even. I I don't even know. I just. I I I I I I do know. If this book had, I could pull like any like half dozen names. You know, any one that have, are vastly different styles, but don't look like this. Mm-hmm. I would be fine with it. I think I'd like this book. I maybe I wouldn't love it, maybe, but I would go. Yeah, I could read it. I like it. I would, you know, it'd be in the middle tier of the Marvel books. But with this artist, I just don't like his style. I, 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 I don't know if I. You, you did describe it as uh, '90s garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. I mean, there are plenty of people like an artist that I worked with. I respect tremendously. He loves the style of art. Um, it it makes me want to retch, and it ruins the experience of this book for me. I I would I'm a do not buy until this book. If it had a different artist, I'd be way well on board. I'm actually I I that's there. I'm a do not buy when the, until this book has a different artist. It probably will not. I think that the whole concept of this book is to I I, I think it's hitting the mark it wants to hit. Okay, I mean that's and fair, that's, but that's, that's not us. That's, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing that I don't like about this. It's just I don't know, John Malin. I guess I've never I, heard of him before. I, I I have not. I apologize, sir. You are not my cup of tea. Uh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No. Uh, so that's a double. Do not buy on Thunderbolts number one. Next up. Now for something completely different. It is time <laughs> for for our next book. It is Space Battle Lunchtime by Natalie Rice, designed by Hillary Thompson, edited Robin Herrera. This could not be more different than that last book. <laughs> it's so di- totally different. Uh, there's a lady. She's good at making pastries. She uh, gets teleported up into a space alien chef battle. There it's you not go. Really like, there's not really a whole lot of qualifying her as being good at making pastries. I mean, they look she just, good. She, no, yeah. She has a job making pastries, and then she's like, Cosmic Destiny, we're going on a game show in space. But, I mean, who who cares, right? Yes. <laughs> it's just, let's just be dumb in space, draw cute stuff, and be awesome. I, yeah, I like the fact that little frog woman with a her her hair and a little librarian bun is like, let me buy coffee and then teleport into space. It's fantastic. No, I like. I mean, it's 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 like cute and dumb and funny. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's 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 all of those things. I like how the frog lady has a clipboard that has a one checked item on it that says "cute 
cute outfit check <laughs> and i was reading this i was just like oh what a cute outfit and then i saw that and i'm like wow hmm <laughs> I, okay the it, the the alien that catches her after she falls mm-hmm. is that an eye drawn on its hair oh man i kind of like that idea it's probably not though or is it just through the hair yeah that's 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 eye seeing through hair because it's it's moving around. I know. I just really I like the idea of like there's yeah that there's an eye. It's it's like Venom from Guilty Gear, I, the game that you've not played. I have not played Guilty Gear. Well, you could you could Google it if you were so inclined, but it's totally okay if you don't. He is a guy that has an eye symbol drawn on his hair, which is in front of his whole face, and he's named after the the death metal band Venom. Okay, but I'm I like this comic. It's you know. It's, you should. Yeah, it's fun. I'm glad I I, I wasn't sure if to mm-hmm. press read it or not. I'm just like, hey, it looks interesting, and I'll we'll check it out. But yeah, what was that? What was that Pokemon s comic? Capture creatures. Capture creatures. Yeah. Which is was also I I kept reading that. It was good. I was, I was wondering how that ever turned out. I never. It's it was. I never I never looked that, into it that beyond uh, all the other reading. issues are much like that first one. You know. I mean, of same. course. Yeah. How could it? How could it not be? It did not, did not depart from this, but I'm a buy on this comic. I like it. You should, yeah. No, everyone should buy this stupid comic. I'm going to recommend it to a lot of people. Um, so, I'm, including you, gentle listener. Oh. Wendigo. <laughs> Don't know. Wendigo! Double no, buy. That was, that, that was a controlled Wendigo. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Double buy on Space Battle Lunchtime, number one. That's a good title as well. It is a good one. I, I I like it. It it uh it doesn't take itself that seriously, but also really hits the mark. It's pretty great. Uh, our our next book is Legend number yeah, one. It's, it's something. It's written, co-created Samuel Satin, 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 one or the other. Oh, Artist, no. co-creator Chris Kohler, colored by Chris Kohler, lettered by Samuel. Well, he's, he lettered it too. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Samuel he's Satin, a busy guy. Mapped by Katie Langua. Reference credit. There's reference credits on here. I don't. I guess those are dogs, people's dogs. So if it says artist co-creator and then colored by, why did why why do it? I don't know. Why why have two lines? To I mean, up, I understand. Page better. I guess that does kind of make sense. Does fill up that page nicely. Um. Okay, so this is Rover Red Charlie. No zombies. Well, not not yet. Oh, that's true. A very serious. I, I don't know. It, it's Rubber and Charlie is an obvious one thing we've read that is similar mm-hmm. to this and it has like dogs in a post-apocalyptic place. But this is much more like mythic and mm-hmm. way more serious. It's pretty uh, noirish. Yeah. It's, it's dog noir. Dwar? No, it's not guar. Dwar. It's dog noir. Dwar? Stop doing that. How do cats build a machine with a tuba <laughs> That's in it? That's a good question. That's it. Know. That shit's impossible. Cat technology. <laughs> you can't. You you can't get a cat to do anything but sit in a box. I mean, I can That's... get one of my cats to chase a string or a red dot. I imagine. I don't. Have, we don't have a laser. Um, get one. It's the perfect cat toy. Yeah, they have. It's a cat. The cat machine is uh, like looks like a sousaphone attached to like <laughs> like electric electricity or something, and it creates this, fire. This is... This is so great. Sousaphone, Wendigo, <laughs> say all kinds of words. Despite this, the oddness of this book, yeah, I like it. 
no, it's it it, it is it, it is certainly not a bad book. It is worth reading. It has got a a bunch of really crazy hooks in it. I it's like what is this book? What is going on here? You got zombie pigs and blind corgis and crazy teeth gnatching uh like lovecraftian uh, monsters yeah lovecraft monsters what the what is this book it's so weird it's really beautiful looking too yeah the dogs look are mm-hmm. really well drawn oh yeah it's a it is a an excellent looking book um i don't know almost silhouette looking you know mm-hmm. it's it's heavy shadows and very graphic yeah scratchboard sort of uh line work with like painterly and and paper textures it's 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 pretty wild i don't know it this is in in a week of curveballs this is this is chief among them maybe maybe not no we we still we still have um we still have alan moore to deal with (laughs) yeah we do i i'm actually very interested in what the hell is going on in this book i want to know more so yeah I'm i'm a buy on this i like it a lot don't know what it's just so it's so strange i don't i don't know how to like how would you describe this book to people there's dogs uh it's at the end of the world they're Mm -hmm. very serious they uh they know how to like there's one of them who like throws bird bones and predicts the future um but it's it works it does work double buy on legend number one (laughs) absolutely (laughs) our last book of the week is the the uh, Kickstartered, I think it was Kickstarter, or Indiegogo, one or the other, uh, Cinema Purgatorio, with uh, a bouffanted Alan Moore just hanging out in the front of the book. Yeah, we need to we need to have words about that. <laughs> yeah, Alan Moore is wearing a suit. Hair? And, ha- and has... And ha- and hair, hair has happened? Hair. There's hair on top of him. I... I... This was taken for this is a picture used in their Kickstarter or whatever for this campaign this was a Kickstarter book. Yes, um, I do remember. Yeah, I that is where I've heard of this before. I do recall this. How long ago was it? It was like six months ago. Has it been that long, really? Maybe longer. God, I I how did I erase that picture with that hair from my mind? That is the I I, I can't get over that it's that's like that's like yakuza movie brillo pad hair i can't believe that i'm I'm sorry that i'm making such a big deal out of this but it's alan friggin moore who has wizarded up his hair to look like like a like a a, a, i don't know like a japanese school thug it's blowing my damn mind he looks like the guy from yu Yu Hakusho. i don't know what that is Again, you have the Google in front of you. No, I can't do that. It's not allowed. You can, you can, you can understand all my references. I'll just say he looks like Wendigo. Does that, does that help? Wendigo! Wendigo! So there's five stories in this. It's an anthology book. Uh, the first one is the, the titular Cinema Purgatorio by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. Then there's a Garth Ennis and Rollo Caceres story, a Kieran Gillen, Ignacio Calero story, Max Brooks and Michael De Pascal story, and finally a story by Christos Gage and Gabriel Andrade with letters by Kurt Hathaway, I believe. I guess he did the letters for everything. And the, now that is that is the Max Brooks, right? I don't know that he's ever done comics before. No, he, he's, like, he, he's done a few comics. I did not know that. So this is like World War Z, yes. son of uh, Mel Brooks. Son or grandson of Mel Brooks? 
somehow related to Mel Brooks, is secretly Mel Brooks, sprang from the head wound of Mel Brooks. Son. Okay, I'm gonna say stop me when I hit when I hit oil here. Son of Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft, and it is him. Yes, that wrote, that, that, human, that's, that this, that this person. person wrote that wrote that thing. It is, he yes, World War Z. He's all, he's written a few comic books, um, mostly war. I think I know for sure a World War Z book, comic book like spinoff. Uh, the 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 Alan Moore one is kind of like almost like the frame narrative for all of this, sort of. Yeah, it's a big sort of. This sets it up, lets you know weird, awful shit's gonna happen. Yeah, and then it, it does. It's sort very, of. It's very unsettling. Some of them are. No, I mean I like, his story I, in particular, the Alan Moore story. I think was. Oh yeah, was the most no, that, unsettling to me. That that really disturbed me. I was like, what is this? It's now weird it's, pseudo silent movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. But did Karen Gillan? Write Pokemon fan fiction in this book. I did not. With, I did not dream that with demons. With yes, in but like, it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon fan fiction, but like right? Mad Max, like modded demon Pokemon. So this is this is multi genre fan fiction. It was my favorite thing. Oh, easily. I liked it more than anything else in this book. Uh, it's I'm I want that's the one thing in this I want to see more of, for sure. I liked the paramedic that that had the vampire. I liked that. It wasn't bad, but I, there was no hook to it necessarily, other than like, "Hey, now I'm a paramedic treating a vampire." Like, I like the fact the vampire is like a suicide, like suicidal, like it's a call for help, and like it's trying to kill itself by jumping into the sun. Um, but there's no like, like the to be continued was like, "Hey, that's a vampire." I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I the complete weirdness of the Karen Gillan story, the poke and but. I, like I, I just am not that interested in anything. All the others, like they're not. None of them are bad, but they're not. I don't even necessarily think they're well suited for uh, the Civil War thing. Was very. I was really taken aback by that, but I did not dislike it. No, I didn't not like it. It just felt strange in it's the Max context. Brooks. He's a he's a weird guy. I guess that's true. That is the one he he was the one he wrote right, and he. I mean, World War Z is kind of like alternate history and not really sci-fi is my understanding i've not read it what was he it's i mean it's a sort of i mean it's take it's modern day and then there, oh zombies happen and we it's an audio it's like all uh like it's like basically like a i forget the actual word used but it's like basically a recorded interviews mm-hmm. sh- use this narrative you know like every chapter is a different person their experience with with the war so it's kind of like a Lovecraft uh, letter sort of thing. There's a there's a word for it. I just can't think of it. Um, but that's the, like it was like it. I mean, it was zombies. There's lots. I mean, it was re- very well written. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, but and then there's like a kaiju style, the Christos Gage and uh, Gabra Andrade. Yeah, ka- kaiju versus airplanes. If you don't, li- what is wrong with you? You don't like that. I don't not like it. It's just you know, it's that's, co- that's, it's cool. That's fun. I mean, it's cool. It was like it was like looking at a Jeff Darrow comic. Come it looks, on, well, I'm, I was gonna say all the art in this book looks really good. There's no story oh yeah, color. no the, absolutely. The, everything is very well drawn. Um, I I think some of it is just the shortness of these stories in this format hurt it, hurt them in like you know, and yeah, anthology books are always kind of a mess I, I never really care for them like i'm inclined to say that this is a very cool thing uh i 
you know, none of these stories are bad. And I just will probably, they're like, oh, it's not going to be collected until 2018. So buy them now. You're never going to, I'm like, well, I'm guess I'm waiting to 2018. I think I'm like, I don't, I, I'd rather not, I don't want to read like eight pages at a time. Of Robbie, this. Robbie, 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 right. you got it. You got to catch them all. <laughs> now you can go jump on a garbage can. The worst. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. What are you a buy on this? Honestly, yes, I think so. Okay. Um, mostly it's for those two stories. I mean, I like the Max Brook. I, you know, honestly, there's no tremendous weak point in this book. I'm not too disappointed in it. Um, you know, it's, it's, I like it. I, why, I why, like, why would, why would I not like this? No, I know. It's not, I, I like it too. It's just, it's frustrating. That it is. I mean, that's, that's a, that is true facts right there. It's the thing. The thing about these these anthology books is it's like, why doesn't this person just write a whole book? Yeah. Why are they going to serialize it in this weird broken up format? If if they have an idea, why don't you commit to it? Or if you're going to tell a short one-shot story, why don't you go deeper into it, commit to it? It's always It always feels like half a measure. It always feels like half-baked ideas or something that's just not quite good enough to really take up a lot of their time. Well, I, I don't know. It, it, like it, it feels like it's just salesmanship at this point. Like, hey, this is a thing, but that Alan Moore's name is on. You know, he's the the headliner. He's the one who. I mean, it is Alan Moore's Cinema Purgatorio. I, I would buy. Like, I, again, I would just buy like the Kieran Gillen story if he had put out an indie book, an image, or Black or Dark Horse or 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 Avatar or wherever. He, I would have bought this thing if someone like, hey, Kieran B- Gillen book where it's like demon Pokemon with like mm-hmm. exhaust pipes. I'm like, okay, that is insane. I'll check that out. But when it's like I'm getting eight pages of it at a time, like three months apart, I don't. That does not interest me that much. Like the quality of this is top notch. Like everyone involved in this does a good job. But again, it's like maybe if I bought the physical copies of this, like as an art object. I mean, I question, is the point of this, I mean, I don't know every name in this book. You Are you the same way? I don't know every, I've like most of them. I would say 80%. I few of the artists, I don't, I think one of the, what's, no, I think I've recognized all the, most of the, I think one or two artists I didn't recognize. There, there are some people that are in this that I don't really know. And I wonder, I mean, is this a way to curate and put your name on something and get people's work out into the world i don't i don't know is this trying to support these other artists is this i i don't know i never quite understand the point i i think it's collection i I think alan moore went you know i want to make this thing and here's some people i like my name will sell make this sell more than it would have i'm guessing and yeah like but i don't know if anyone buying this is necessarily gonna go oh who's this karen gillen guy you know i mean like most of these people are relatively, I mean, a couple of the artists, I would say, are, you know, not super well known. But for the most part, these guys are established. Like if it was an Alan Moore quarterly or or anthology, or I don't know, really know what the schedule for this book is. I imagine it's not going to be monthly. Um, if it was a bunch of like up and coming people like that had one book out or had, you right. know, you or some an artist that is basically unknown or or maybe only is known in Europe. Or in in a certain one specific country, even 
like that I would be oh, okay, I understand. Alan Moore is like, hey, I'm gonna talent hunt, pick these people that are, you know, only in known in very niche circles and then kind of ex- show them to everyone because everyone's gonna look at this book. But like it's Garth Ennis. It's Karen Gillan. Right. Even Christos Gage has written a bunch of comic books. I don't like I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's it's a it's a weird thing. I it always leaves me in a weird spot because it's mm-hmm. for it's for what it is. It's very good, but it's six dollars. Yeah, and I'm gonna be buying how many of these to get a complete story for all these? Th- like I'm gonna have to, and it's gonna take years. And like I don't, I don't know. I, no, I, it really it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What's the label this was put under? Label? Yeah, was it? Was it Image? Who who did Avatar, it? Who published Avatar published. It? Avatar. Avatar. Not not anything like America's Best Comics or anything wacky like that. No, it is it is Avatar. But they they I think Kieran Gillen has a book under Avatar right now. Garth Ennis does a lot. I mean, they have they like use these guys to like kind of, of do whatever they want. Basically, they just like hey, well, you want to do whatever book you want to do. Garth Ennis, you want to do some like just war stories? Okay, you can do that. We'll let you, because you're Garth Ennis, you always sell something. Someone will buy your book just because it's you. Um, I guess I'll just say I'm a buy, but you heard what I said, so. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth buying, but it's like, what is this? I, I mean, I'm going to probably wait until this is collected down the road, whenever that is. And I'll buy, I'll buy, it'll probably be a really nice hardcover, and I'll buy that, and I'll read through it, and I'll be like, that's cool, and it'll look good on my shelf, and, but I have no interest in buying eight of these over the span of three years i i just want the funko pop of uh alan moore with that hair you could probably get someone at etsy just to make it for you well i mean i could make it my own self you, you could also do that but i mean like you could do I, I mean yeah but i mean that is a lot of time and effort i if you wanted i mean if you're gonna do it make one for me too i would say <laughs> Probably, or actually, just sell them. Do make your like, do open up, put it on your Etsy store as well. That's that's all I need to do. Just need another project. That's exactly what I need. Yeah, you're not busy. Mm. I need to commit and just do the things that I'm already doing. That's what I need to do. But I so double buy. Yeah, double buy with a question mark. Yeah, like this is a good thing, but double buy with a pompadour. Yep. Yeah. Pompadour shaped question mark. Or question mark shaped pompadour? Question mark kind of is like a pompadour. It is kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. You make it mm-hmm. just a little bit heavy on top, and yep. there it is. A little curl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read anything else this week, Eric? Except for Batman? Huh. We got the end of that list pretty quick. We did. Man, we're we're good. We are good. I did not read anything else. I read Moon Knight number two. I'm jealous. It's really crazy. Is it? Is it? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's... It's... It is continuing on down that crazy road. Doesn't look like you read Overwatch. I'm I did really not. curious about that. It was free, so. Oh, deary dear me. Over There's an Overwatch comic that was free. We were about to read it until I found out that that Alan Moore thing existed, and then we read that instead. I think it's better to read an Alan Moore thing instead of. The free Blizzard mm-hmm. comic book. A free Blizzard comic book, yeah. About all those nothing, characters nothing in the against video game. Blizzard. I think we, we will probably be playing Overwatch at some point. It's free beta right now. Open beta. Well, I I have I'm not probably not going to do that. I'll just buy the game when it comes out. Although we did play Here's the Storm beta. Overwatch it comes out in like three weeks. Hmm. Memorial Day weekend. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that'll be it for weekly vlogs. 
uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week, what we've done, what we've seen, what we've read, what we've played, what we've done, and blah, 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 blah. You know, you get it. Eric, what have you done? What you doing? What you been? Mm, I'm going to check in with pizza. I'm not really going to check in with pizza. Okay, all right. I was going to say, like, I mean, if you want to. But, well, I do have pizza beside me. Pizza's good. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't check in with neither pizza nor Wendigo. It's, neither one's fair. No, are you familiar with a website called Medium? dot com yeah blogging platform yes it is it is a blogging platform much in the way um tumblr is a platform for sharing your gender identity with the world and or pictures um it's it's interesting it actually seems like it works a lot like what they turned the uh the gawker network into are you familiar with this that they basically set up to where anyone can start their own blog mm-hmm. yeah on the gawker network it's called the kinja blog yeah it's basically the same thing, um, but I, I I find it very interesting. I think the uh, this is kind of sadly the future of what content generation looks like is someone is going to create a reader or an audience like this, get it in front of people's eyeballs, and then it's going to bring content providers to it. So I have I have both downloaded the app and opened my own account. Um, the interesting thing about at least what I'm gleaming from the medium audience is it seems like it's all like creative people and entrepreneurs and it's all like a bunch of feel good, um, not platitudes, but you kind of understand what I'm saying, right? It's a bunch of mushy, like here's how to build your app and here's how to be a, you know, a creative superstar and all this inspirational stuff, but it actually is working. Like I genuinely, uh, feel pretty inspired and want to I want to try and discipline myself and do more work the only, the get only more thing, things done the Go only ahead. thing i know like the only things i've read on it are basically like a lot of people on twitter just you know they'll mm-hmm. it's it's reactions to it's like you know criticism you know either media criticism you know it's general like i remember reading an article about someone wrote about uh when batman vs superman came out they wrote about that or uh, you know, responses to different things, you know, people who are creative types who have something to say and don't, mm-hmm. you know, just want to put it out there and it's the best place to do it. It is. It is a very good place to do it. I mean, no one for Tumblr's audience seems to be interested in any kind of words. Not really. Generally um, not. No. Yeah. They're they're interested in in pictures and reblogging other people's content. There are people that can do wordier or deeper kind of content like that and be successful. I I don't know how they do it, but medium seems to be, it seems to be where people go that want to read. And I, I like that about it. I like reading their content. And a lot of it is very good. And it's got the, I don't know. It's, it's like any social media with your whole, you know, follow and recommend and your little click the heart button shit. Is there any it, way to monetize anything or is it strictly there, free there no there there is uh there's no um there's no like ad like youtube ads you know right. but there can like subscribe for a dollar or something like yes that. there are subscription only but the th- it seems broken to me because there's one that i follow called serious eats and they said it was members only but then i started getting all these posts from them that have a little lock icon on them and it says, Oh, click the lock icon and you can 
pay $5 a month and become a member. And I'm like, okay, keep pushing this button. Doesn't do shit. So I think that functionality is broken in the Android app. Ah, okay. Otherwise, don't know what to tell you. Um, it sounds, yeah, okay. I, it, it, it's, it, it's a problem. But, I mean, is it, it, but is it text, like, is it, you've said it's all, you know, it's all blogs and written. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone actually using it for anything besides that, or is it strictly best? Yeah, do you know Diesel Sweeties? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they are actually using Medium. Ah, okay. Uh, I guess in supplement to their own website. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is, this is trying to crack the problem of, well, RSS used to be a thing, and then everyone stopped using it. Like, no one has really, after Google Reader died, no one cared anymore. And it was also dying off sort of before Google Reader died. I think Google was seeing the writing on the wall with that one. Um, this is just sort of what it is going to be, is people are going to have their endless scrolling feeds, and they're going to get content put in it. It's basically exactly how I use my Facebook account. It's what a lot of people do with Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You know, I do the same thing with my Twitter. Not everyone uses all these things this way, but it's it is becoming the reality of how people digest their content. And I don't know. This is this is just that. There's I don't know. It, it's it's a weird thing to me that people get their content in email blast because that's a huge thing. People do that. Yeah. It's weird that people do that. It's weird that people actually type in a website and go to that website and read the front page. It's weird to me that people do that. I have I have never done that, like not since, I don't know, the early 2000s. That's so strange to me. I do it for very particular sites. Which ones are those? Giant Bomb. For, uh-huh. That's off the top of my head. And there's any others. They don't. They don't have an app or. Oh, they do. And I, I have it. I, you know, it's on my, it's, I subscribe and I follow on Facebook and on Twitter and everything else. But, you know, I just, I'm a premium member, so I can, I'm constantly getting stuff from there that, so it's, you know, I just go there instead of. Yeah. That's a different thing entirely. That's a subscription. I mean, I don't know. It'd be like going to Patreon and getting the premium content off of that. I don't know. But that I mean, ain't yet. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, so I don't see the ads. I don't see all that stuff. But other than that, there's no other, everything else I just get through my Twitter or my Facebook or my Tumblr or my yeah. whatever, just what, all those what other every, places. It's what everyone wants to do. And I think Medium may be one of the last people to get in on that and create this audience. They sort of found the hole in things and everyone seems to be flocking to it i don't know i think it's neat and exciting and also kind of shit at the same time well i mean isn't the same problem that like huffpo blogs ran mm -hmm. into where it's like hey it's free but we're basically using you as slave labor to create oh that's yeah it's it's exactly what kenja is is it's the gawker network saying you know we're gonna crowdsource your content and we basically own it and we're gonna monetize it and i do think that's kind of fucked um, but it is nearly impossible to build an audience without doing at least some of that. I mean, and really, is it really any different than what Tumblr does with artists? Oh, no, no, Instagram does no, artists. no, they're even, I mean, that's not even, I would not, those are not solutions. They are just other examples of, mm-hmm. I no, mean, a, they're good in some ways and that, I mean, like, but the exposure does not necessarily equal money. So no, it doesn't. But I mean, <sighs> You have to build an audience somehow. You have to start that conversation somehow. And this is a good way to do it. I mean, you can't just do it through your own site. I mean, a lot of people that are kind of in the 
the lead positions on this. You know, they wrote for Wired or they got in early and then they they built an audience and then started their own thing and then grew it from there. Like it's very hard to just put out content and then just through pure SEO and social media get people's attention. No, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. This is a way to do that. I mean, it's really just another social media. It's pretty neat. It is kind of exciting. It is not without its problems. I'm not without criticism of it, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited about it and I want to have an outlet to do some personal writing and force myself to do some actual other writing as well. I feel like, I don't know, really need to get some shit done. But Medium has, uh, this is the other thing, real quick, mm-hmm. uh, has led me to a podcast that I have not listened to much of, but I am enjoying. I find it uh, very inspiring. Um, it's, it's, it's called The Unmistakable Creative, and it's very much that same audience of um, entrepreneurs and creative people, you know, the, uh, <laughs> do you know the, the new term? For people like me, like us, I guess. No. You, I mean, you you do podcasts, so you kind of count. Okay. What is that? It's, it's, uh, it's yucky. We're yuckies. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. Young urban creatives. Ugh. Yeah. That's the worst. I, I'm surprised you've not heard this. I have not heard that. But this, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting that all of this stuff is shaped this way. I don't know. I, I, I... From my perspective, at least, it feels like all of uh, all of the internet has shaped and put people like me at the spear point of it. Content creation, man, that's that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. I know. You do know. I do know. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You're learning. Learning all about it. So that's those are those are my things. Okay. Well, they are they are many. I did not expect to have such a such a nice discussion about medium. I, that was fun. I saw a movie, Eric. Oh, was it uh, was it uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? I mean, I have seen that movie. Okay. It, it's a it's. I mean, it's it's a good horror movie. Was it was it Moonstruck? No, it was Captain America: Colon oh. Civil War. Captain America's colon. Yep. Well, I mean, I regret that I haven't watched this, so we can't talk about it. But... Well, it. I do suggest you see it. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, there is, uh, if you like looking at Chris Evans. And his muscles. And boy, do I ever. Well, then you want to see this movie, because they are not shy about that. Does he rub cocoa butter on his nipples? Because please tell me he does. He does not. He does uh, bicep curl a helicopter at one point. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Among other things. But that's the that's the moment that stood out in my mind. It's very impressive. Uh, is he wear is he wearing a vest and like there's a guy from like Striper in the background? Like no, like, he's wearing a t-shirt. Okay, a very tight t-shirt. Um, uh, but I yes, I saw Captain America: Civil War. It was very good. It is a it with the amount of people in that movie, I, it does an remarkable job of juggling that cast. There are so many people in that movie. And it is way better than the Civil War comic book. <laughs> and yeah, you, you do hate that comic's guts, don't you? I don't hate it. I There's good things in it. it but mm-hmm. mostly it's not good. Um, this movie... It's a it's from a simpler time. Yeah, back when we... Yeah, I, no, I, 
you can we can you guys if you want to hear us discuss the Civil War comic mm-hmm. book, you can refer back to our uh, our back catalog when we discussed it in depth. Uh mm-hmm. and not right here. Not right here. The movie Right here right here we'll just say when to go. The when to go. The movie wisely bases the conflict in character. In character in like personal conflict and personal feelings and not in I don't think we should register with the government and all that. Like, they touch on that stuff, but it is largely based on, like, hey, Captain America likes his friend, and he believes his friend is a good person, and he is worth defending. And and Tony Stark largely wants people to be safe, and thinks that this is the best way to do it, and he's not a monster like he is in the comic book. He's like a, you're like, hey, I, I don't fe- I don't hate Tony Stark. I, like, I can see his point of view, even if I don't necessarily agree with him. Um, Spider-Man is great in it. The the he's not in a in a bunch. He's in it for a bit. He's good in it. I like this Peter Parker. I wonder if there was part of the contract that it had to be limited screen time. I don't know, but he is very good. They the writing for him is very good. The actor is very good. Uh, uh, what's her? Uh, what's the the lady from My Cousin Vinny? Um, Marissa Tomei is now Aunt May. Uh, what? And Tony Stark does not, at least, they wisely point out, Tony Stark wisely has a long spiel about, wow, your aunt's really, really, really pretty. Uh, surprisingly so. But that's really good. Uh, Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman is, they did it. They, they routinely just do great job casting these people. Like, he is a really good Black Panther. Black Panther and Peter Parker, Spider-Man basically steal most of the movie. They they both of them I'm I'm excellent. I'm really okay with that. Yeah, they do both do a very excellent job in their relatively small roles. Um, I don't know. Uh, it is not what could have been a very dour and dire thing. These superheroes fighting each other. They managed to keep it relatively tense, but yet not not grim. It is you know it has its moments of of conflict and and, and drama, but it is not like watch. Uh, just pe- these guys punch each other in the face for no reason. Like you really feel like they're they do a it's, very you, good. You're job. saying it's not Batman versus Superman. It is not Batman versus Superman. It is uh, I, everything you just described. I have not seen that film. I don't know that you have either. I have not seen it. I from what I've boycotting read of it, it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to see it. I, no, everything that you just described is the polar opposite of every impression I've had of that movie. Yes, and this. I don't know this. I found it very delightful and enjoyable, and I would watch it again just to see the Spider-Man and Black Panther parts again. I'm really excited for both of those movies when they come around. Um, Ant-Man also has a tremendous moment in the movie, which I will not spoil. I, I appreciate that. I'll look forward to. I still haven't. God, I haven't seen Ant-Man. I haven't seen the second Avengers movie. The second Avengers movie is. Movies. This is much. This is probably. Third or fourth on my list. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to be turning on the Avengers movie. I mean, it's was from what I hear, just plagued with problems. I didn't. It's not. It, it is fine. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I would not say anything was really. Nothing was bad about it. It just wasn't. No, I don't. I, I don't. Right. I don't necessarily mean the movie is really deeply flawed. Although everyone does seem to be saying that. I mean, like, it had a lot of developmental and production. Problems. Oh, yes. Joss, Joss Whedon, although Joss Whedon recently has kind of stepped back a little bit, I think, from mm. what he had, his criticism of 
the production of that movie. He's now that he's kind of, I think had some time to like breathe uh, and not be so overworked. I think he's probably gotten a little bit of, uh, you know, perspective on it, but I don't, they, they, this movie was really good. I, this is probably behind the first, probably Captain America winter, uh, winter soldier is number one. Then the first Avengers, and then probably this one, I would say. And then probably Guardians after that are my top four, I think. Five would probably round it out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, maybe? I'd have to think about it. Those four stand out for sure as the best ones. We'll rank them all at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, <laughs> uh, but other than that, I would I would, I mean, I heartily recommend it. I, I mean, half the nation has already gone and seen it. I, I was in a sold-out theater last night. Um, there was like eight showings in the theater I went to. I have recently started playing the original Bioshock again. Good for you. It's very good, still. Even now, it's like eight years old. I still, going through it again, is still very refreshing and enjoyable. It, I, I really like it. It will not play on my system. That's, oh, no, I think, it, I think it plays, but it doesn't have sound. That's strange. Isn't my, it weird? It, I, I, when I was starting it up, it had a, a odd set. I had to go in and fix it, and then it worked fine, but... When yeah, I read PC games, weird, man. Well, this is, I think nowadays, even like eight years ago is now the point where PC games weren't, most ports were still like afterthoughts and aren't. There's still occasional cases of that, but for the most part, PC, the PC versions of most multi-console games are the best version. And this, oh, yeah. version, this version, I mean, it looks as good as it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was, it is eight years old, so it doesn't look amazing, but. I had I had no problems with it now after I fi- fixed all the pers- all the resolution problem all the, that all that stuff and all, I don't know what's it, the what what's the story behind picking it up again did someone did someone like you know would you kindly hand me that would no you kindly no pass the salt no and it's, like, no I don't know I'm, I'm trying I'm to go I'm gonna go play Bioshock I just wanted to play a first person shooter I think mm-hmm. and I wanted something did you buy another copy or you already had it I bought another copy. Okay. I bought it for PC. I only had it. Is it on sale? Mm, I mean, I used a coupon code mm-hmm. that it, it's not on sale. I probably, if I had waited till the next Steam sale, I probably could have gotten it for like three dollars or something. But oh yeah, I didn't. I wanted to play it, so I bought it. How it much was, was it? How much was it? Regular price? Twenty. Yeah, it's not bad. For... And, and I with the coupon, it was like fifteen. It's a really, really excellent game. It is. It's an excellent game, and I wanted. I haven't played it in a long time, and I wanted to play it again. And I've been playing so much Enter the Gungeon. I needed something that was that had strong narrative focus. Enter the Gungeon is strictly like reflex shooting with very little story. So I wanted something that was wildly different. And Doom comes out in two weeks, so I'll probably beat it before Doom comes out. Then I'll get Doom. Oh, I wanted to tell you this. That reminds me. I the I mentioned Giant Bomb. They there's people who've gotten the original Doom running in VR now. Right, right, right. And they play. I saw they play it on a stream, and it is insane. I don't know. I it it's the only thing that makes me want to buy a VR headset <laughs> just to play a, 20, a, a original Doom. That's original so Doom from thir- 25, 30 years ago, whatever it was. I <laughs> I I can't imagine why this is good. So I think I need to watch these videos. I'll since I don't. It, yeah, you'll have to you'll have to share me a link or something. This sounds this sounds uncanny. I've got a cat crying. That's good. Uh, but that uh, there, that's it. You know, I I did want to mention the Doom thing because it looked cool. 
And yeah. then every, they were all laughing about this is the thing that they want to like, Hey, this might make VR worth it. Aside from all like the two minute novelties that you can get on oh, yeah. there. Play a doom. I mean, what C- content will come out for it. Yeah. I'm, it's, just, I think it's, I think it's silly to say it's going to make VR worth it. It's just, it's not been developed for. I mean, it's just. No one has explored it. People are dipping their toes into it. Well, I, I mean, it, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. No, I'm Honestly, not. Honestly, it, it has immense potential. It's just, it's so early in, in it. It's like, it's like saying like, oh, the Atari doesn't have good games. Video games aren't gonna, they're not gonna do anything with video games. Of course. I'm like, it's exactly. very, very early in. And like, even with all the game potential, I think the, the larger potential is stuff outside of video games for VR, like tourism. Like, hey, you want to oh, yeah. you want to walk around the Louvre, but you can't afford a plane ticket to Paris or the time to go to Paris. And uh, while you're in the Louvre, do you want to masturbate a lot with a bunch of porn stars? You can also do of that. Course, of course, you do. I actually in the Louvre. One, one of the guys that they, I've also heard reports from the VR porn, and they say it's very strange and, <laughs> and, and sometimes scary. Uh, because it's film, filmed in 3D, you like look behind you and there's just stuff happening behind you and you didn't even realize it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, I think you want, you want to talk about some Batman here? Oh, I don't see why not. Okay. We did, we did come here to do this. We did, we mm-hmm. did. When to go, uh, go. when to go. Let's, let's just sort of wrap it up. We just go, when to go. Mm-hmm. But with that, we can, uh, we can move on to our final segment. It is time for, ner- oh, what is it, Harvey? It's time for Nerdboy Book Club. Harvey was talking talking to me. He was talking about Batman. He was saying, Batman? Double Batman? Double Batman? <laughs> yes, yeah, so this week we are reading the first, uh, technically three ch- volumes of the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo Batman, 1 through 17. Uh, but it is two basic story arcs. One is being the Court of Owls and the second being Death of the Family. Uh, the first Scott Snyder Joker story. What is it, cat? <laughs> Dear Lord. It's catting it up. He is catting it up. Um, we've read issues here and there of this run and mostly come off, you know, I don't know, just kind of meh. Yeah, I've not been, yeah. I think we not necessarily for time, me. Time to time we go, I'm like, yeah, that was good. And other times we're like, eh, this is, eh, whatever. Um, I just, I feel like Batman is important, you know? I kind of wish it wasn't important. I agree. After reading this, I agree. I'm just, I'm just saying, Batman is important in comic books, and I want to know why I feel certain ways about things. And I felt like it, we read through this, we'll understand if we like it or if we don't. We'll know. I maybe through our discussions, we could figure out why those things are and how we feel about Batman and how comic books work. I don't know. Um. Have you you hadn't read any of we hadn't read any of this before, right? Um, we'd only read we basically read a couple things in zero year. We might have and we read and we read Scott around. Yeah, it was. We, it, I think we really did start with zero year. We, that re- sounds we, about right. And we have read the Black Mirror stuff, which was pre New mm-hmm. Fifty Two, written by Scott Snyder. This is hey, this is Batman New Fifty Two. This is the the Batman's comic book. Um, that is that yeah. That, <laughs> It 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 shows a it does show a lot of faith because this is basically probably the biggest comic that DC has had since the beginning of New Fifty Two. Yes, absolutely. I'm and it's certain been, of it that it's oh, sold ab- the most. Mm-hmm. Clearly, absolutely. It's just like Scott Snyder, Capullo, 
we entrust our company to you. Because it's like, what else are they going to put their time and energy into? It's it's basically like, I don't know. What would you say? Like 15% of the, all the sales at DC? Of this Maybe comic? I, I, I would say 33% are Batman comics. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm... Like, more. The, I would... They're Batman... Batman carries their mm-hmm. company. It, it, yes. Like, all the Batman comics combined. Like, if you put the name Batman on something, mm-hmm. it will sell, and they you look at their sales charts, it's almost always Batman comics are the best sellers. Aside from, like, new number ones, or occasional Superman stuff, it's... Or, or the you know, like you look... Or Harley Quinn, I think, is the other outlier at this point. That's the other book that is actually... I mean, that's still even, that's sort of Batman related. She's a Batman villain. Um, but I think that's, I'm trying to think what else, like everything else does okay to not great. And Batman routinely does great. Always. Um, I mean, I like this. I did not dislike it. I, you know, I, I, I have developed a lot of respect, uh, for Snyder as a writer. Like I think his prose, I think his dialogue. Like it's strong, you know. He's a he's a smart guy and a good craftsman. Um, the wake really, I don't know. It it helped me understand who he is outside of Batman, and I think it helped me to appreciate this more. Right. Um, there's still a lot of stuff in here that I'm like, all right, I've seen this. I don't really need to see it again. I I the Court of Owls stuff. Yeah, I liked more than the death of the family of the stories we of these three arcs or two arcs really the death of the family i don't know i i it didn't hit me the way i think it was supposed to court of owls i felt was interesting because like this is he invented it and like hey it's like a secret conspiracy in gotham and it's like always been at the edges and now suddenly it comes to light i'm like hey that's not a bad idea you know and it you know it's something new it is not part it's not batman's rogues gallery which is good, but is the, most of those stories have been told. If you're going to do it, you got to do it in a new way with any of them. Um, which Scott, he, which we will get to. I mean, honestly, that's what Death of the Family, Zero Years, you know, mostly Riddler, uh, and all that. I feel like that is a stronger story than another Joker story. And I don't, and it is kind of the Batman I like, like the detective. Mm-hmm. I mean, this largely is a detective Batman. It's it's not it, it is not the kind of globe trotting uh, like or Justice League Batman where he's mm-hmm. punching Dark Side in the face or something. Uh, it, it, you know, it's very it's relatively grounded mm-hmm. mystery solving Batman. Yeah, it's it reminded me a lot more of the detective comics, uh, uh, Manipal. uh Batman than uh, I was expecting to be. So, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there. It uh, it did feel a little overblown and silly more than I would like, and also a little neckbeardy in some points. Can you can you think of an example for the neckbeardy? The neckbeardy thing in particular, because that's interesting to me. To me, I think um, like it doesn't quite feel super modern to me. It feels really mired in like a different kind of comic book fan, and maybe that's. I mean, I'm sure that's calculated. I'm sure they're going after the more conservative comic book fan, you know. But it, Capullo, his art and this inking combined with these colors, it 
feels like it's grays and browns and dookie colors with like little pop colors. It's it does not feel like a modern comic book. It does not feel like you know a, a Jordy Belair or a John Rauch color. Is that you know? is the the art color the everything I that much? You think? I I think it's part of it. Um, I mean, you're right. It is. It is absolutely yeah, yes. The dark. Hey, Batman in the shadows with hey, look a splash of red here and there, but grays and and browns and mm-hmm. stark. There's like him in that maze. I think was I, I like a lot just because of the stark. Oh yeah, whites and blacks. It was a really, it was a really neat uh, uh, section. I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy this book thoroughly. Um, at least in some parts, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like it's like a conversation with a completely different comic book fan that I just happen to sit in on a part of and enjoy. Okay, that's really how it feels to me. Um, it the what I really get from it hmm. is the horror influence. Right. That that is the thing that is aberrant to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think it doesn't belong in a Batman comic, because there certainly are Batman stories that are like that was the go to for the Scarecrow was he gives him fear toxin in some way. And then we get like hallucinogenic, like scary stuff. But this is like just like a, the the Joker, the death of the family story in particular like the joker having his face like yeah. strapped to his head so for, for, at least from my perspective it feels like there's a big chunk of the story missing well it is a crossover so there are other is that books. is that just what we're missing because it seems yes. like there wasn't a whole lot of crossover stuff that happened and it seems like it's i i i, I don't know i figured Whatever. It seems so strange to me. Well, I mean, the, I, the 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 death of the family event happened over all the Bat books. So of course, so yes. Nightwing and Batgirl and uh, like the Red Hood, whichever one, mm. whichever Red Hood comic was going on at the time, I don't remember. These things might have been collected in the trades, but we're strictly reading the Batman one through story. seventeen. Yes, yeah. and yeah, they're they're in they're in the larger death of the family collection. But if you just buy Batman Death in the Family, you're only getting the Batman Death in the Family story. Death which, of the, fa- death death of of the, the family. family. Death in the yeah. Family was the original Ugh, Jason yes. Todd dying story. Um, this is the Death of the Family. Um, but honestly, I think you're, the, the reading that we're missing something mm-hmm. is largely a, a problem with the storytelling. Not necessarily a problem that we're not reading enough of the tie-in books because the tie-in books may, I don't think really elucidate much. Uh, I, I think it's mainly like, like I like the, the point of the story is basically like Joker is not necessarily trying to kill Batman or his, the bat family. He is like trying to split them up by showing Batman how little he trusts them, you know, how little, like how he views them as his family. And yet they have all these secrets from each other, et cetera, et cetera. And that's – and the ending is supposed to show us that because like, oh, Bat, Batman, Bruce Wayne invites them all over and they are all too busy. You know, they all go – they all give him excuses so that they don't go. Mm. But it doesn't – don't it, – it, it, it pulls it, its punches 
I think. I feel like it, it, nothing actually bad happens. Like, this is supposed to be death of the family. Oh, that they're, oh, they don't trust him a little bit more? I don't, that feels very weak. I didn't particularly, and maybe I, I don't know what it was. Maybe I, I read that ending as just they were just sort of brooding after awful shit happening to them. Well, that's, I'm, that, well, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, that's all mm-hmm. it reads as, and that's the problem to me. Like, mm-hmm. that, oh, they just, they seem a little moody. Like, that's not, that's not, like, inherent distrust of their mentor. That is just like, hey, I don't, yeah, he kept, like, if they want to sell the Joker as actually having affected them in some way, like, they need to, it needs to go further than that, and it mm-hmm. doesn't. And from what I've read at, I mean, you read any of those books afterwards, they're still buddy, like, they're still the Bat family. Nothing yeah. changes, really. Um, And I I don't know. This that story just felt ineffectual to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, and I totally get that. I it it really. I mean, it's just like okay, here's a another Joker story. I I I don't know. What are you going to show me that's different about the Joker? Oh, he's cut his face off and it's rotting and strapped to his face. That's lovely. Thanks for that. I I don't really care. And it's going to end with chemical symbol ha 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 what okay that's great <laughs> um i mean that's that's not that that punchline you know quote unquote could be good if i felt like the joker actually did something to the bat family but it doesn't feel like he did like it, ne- it i never get like i never get the idea that they are truly broken in any way like it, it's titled "Death of the Family." Death, not like slight misunderstanding of the family. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that they have to continue. Make that's the problem with this. You can't calling it that as, and then having continue to have Batgirl comics where he, she likes Batman, like or or have Robin, you know, have Nightwing show up and go, "Hey, Bruce, how's it, how's it going?" Like you, you couldn't do that again. But they just kind of wash over it for the most part. I mean, we routinely have been reading various tie-ins to Batman comics. Do you sense any inherent, like, emotional discomfort in the family? No. Yeah. Not really. We'll ignore this. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. It's comics. Do you know know one thing about this that irritates me, specifically the Joker story? What is that? Do you remember, like, the weird 90s and early 2000s trend of, let's take this old thing and make it extreme? This feels like... This yeah. feels like extreme Joker. Yes. I mean, it, yes, it does. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say that it isn't disturbing, that it isn't effective on some levels, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a story where Joker kidnaps the Bat family and kidnaps Alfred and there's Joker gas and. It's, He's going ha ha ha. And he kills a couple of people, and it's it's a Joker story. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's that's. I mean, I all of that, him kidnapping people and torturing people, killing people, has always been more effective to me when the Joker doesn't look like. A psycho, like he doesn't, like he looks mm-hmm. relatively normal, but he's just like a clown, or you know, like the animated series Joker, like the Heath Ledger Joker is the farthest end of the extreme I could ever go. Like that, like I don't understand people wanting, yeah, he, like look how 
like yeah he it doesn't mm-hmm. scare me like that isn't a frightening character to me one who has his face ripped because that i like the horror of the joker is not necessarily that his face is like he looks gross like that never is mm-hmm. that it's what's inside you know it, it it is when you have him look disgusting on the outside it subverts you know, the awfulness inside of him. What is a good Joker story? Because for the life of me, I've never read one. I mean, obviously, I've seen the second Nolan Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen the original 1989 Batman. <laughs> um, what? I don't what, think we what, want to what, get what, into what, discussion about that. What, we don't have to. Good. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. One or either of these are great Joker stories. Yes. I'm only saying that they are Joker stories. That is true. They are Joker stories. Yes. I, I am, I, I, I'm not trying to necessarily enter in the realm of opinion with those. I am just stating facts. Mm-hmm. Um, what, 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 what even is a great Joker story? I have no recollection of, of anything that is. Because we both, I mean, neither one of us are going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, that fucking Alan Moore comic. Oh, God, Killing like, Joker. Like, yeah, like, that's a great Joker story. I mean, it, I don't know. Great is not, it's, it's, an, it's an example of how something can be highly influential, but not great. It's, frankly, his character hasn't aged very well. Mm-hmm. And I and frankly, I would point to most of the anim, like the animated series as right. a lot of the best Joker stories. There's a few of it, like uh, like seventies era Joker stuff that kind of sets up the current era of this Joker, like the Joker we come to know and Joker that was used in animated series. Um, but I think he, as a character, I think it is blown up larger than. Mm-hmm. Than it is in actuality, right? But like I like I I like the Dark Knight a lot, and I think it's not because Heath Ledger is like an extreme Joker. It's because mm-hmm. they re- they get to the essence of the Joker Batman relationship, and I think that this book hints at it a couple times, but it's gets swept away um, by a lot of the miscellaneous stuff that like like I don't like I thematically I think it's very inconsistent. Like it, there. Like I don't know. Like I think the Joker to me is like he is the the biggest challenge to Batman because he's mm-hmm. not he's something that can't be solved. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's the detective can't solve this case because it's unsolvable. The only way to solve the Joker is to kill him, and that is antithetical to the bat to Batman. You know, he the non killing part. So what do you? How do you solve a problem like the Joker? How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you solve a problem like the joke? Perfect. Yep. You solve it with anal vice. God. It's, it's another it's another reference. I to... know, I know. Okay. I know, I know. <laughs> the hills are alive. Yeah. I mean there's uh I don't know. It I don't like this the, the you I wouldn't use the word extreme, but it is a version of that. You it know. is it is it is a version of extreme joker and it absolutely is in my mind I would not hesitate to use it I just tie that in so tightly joker. to like Rob Liefeld looking people that I can mm-hmm. It's to me it's not that far removed from it it's just like a slightly different take 
Do you know, I there's a there's an aspect of this book in in some parts it's not as bad as this, but uh, someone was talking about the Watchmen movie and how off base it was because there were these moments where they described like the fight scenes as they were like it's like the whole film was like bro pounding and chest bumping and. It was like, just being like, fuck yeah, look how awesome this is, which is sort of the treatment mm-hmm. of, of the material. I get a little bit of that, um, at, at points. Um, and maybe it's, you know, fuck yeah, I'm writing a Batman comic. I don't, I don't know. It's, I, it's got a little bit of, I mean, did, how, how do you feel about that? Or, am I off base? I don't know. I think Scott Snyder, he writes a lot of horror. I think he likes mm-hmm. horror influenced mm-hmm. stuff. Like, and like you look and you write, he writes American Vampire. He's writing Witches mm-hmm. right now. Like, he clearly enjoys that stuff. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, and I think that. Well, I'm not is... talking about, yeah, I'm not talking about the, the darkness. Okay. Necessarily. Just, I just the, mean, like how cool the violence looks. Um, I guess it's hard for me to articulate. It's like, I don't know, where's the difference in, in what a regular Batman story is? I don't know, the whole, like, big introductory scene, it like, this is my Batman's Batcave, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's not as clear uh, a line can be drawn from one to the other. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just part of that, that this is, this is a product for someone who's not necessarily me. This, this book just does feel, it's a little, it's a little bit comic book bro-y. Is what I'm trying to get at. Does that? Does any of that make sense? I can ramble for an, another hour. <laughs> I, I, I don't get the the burly thing from it. I guess I I'm probably think. I I maybe it's the artwork. I don't know. I I mean I I I, I like Capullo's art for the for the most part in this. I and I don't hate him. It's just it's just not my thing. It is just I I I don't know. I it is very violent mm-hmm. i mean it uh, but i think that is and maybe that's maybe that's what i'm picking up on that it's it's relishing the violence a little too much because that's definitely what it's definitely what watchman did and it was very confusing i i feel like i'm just like i just can conflate the it, it is very i feel like i mentioned the horror stuff because i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of horror is obsession with Mm-hmm. It's the, gore porn. The gore, or even just yeah. like showing the body, yeah, in weird ways, yeah. Like you know, and I feel like that is infiltrated this entire book. Like it is not exclusively to the scenes in which that would make like this. Just it's not just the scenes of like the gross Joker face. It mm-hmm. is even the fight scenes where Batman is just beating up a dude. There is still like a little bit of that like emphasize. Like the contortion of a guy's neck, or show like the the, the a specific blood spatter thing. Like it, I think it. T- I feel like it ties back into that. Like it, and it adds to. I mean, supposedly adding to the horror of the every of everything. I don't know, and it like it. I I don't think any, either of us typically read the read books like like if we're gonna read something that's violent, it's gonna be like uh, Trad Moore, mm-hmm. like 
in in exceedingly hyper violent, like absurd. Mm-hmm. And this never goes there. It is always just like, hey, like really, like there's a a shot from inside of a body at one point as Batman is like doing, uh, like looking at the inside of a body, mm-hmm. and like that decision to show to have a, our perspective be from inside of a corpse is seems insane to me in a Batman comic. Like that is it it feels pornographic to a certain extent. Yeah. Speaking of something that is really weird and out of place and correct me okay. if I understood this completely wrong. Okay. They introduce Alfred's father. Yes. In this as uh, as somehow conflated with the owls. Yes. Yes. So th- does doesn't this make Alfred Bruce Wayne's age? Am I completely insane? They're like the same age. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's talking about his son, and it's they show him as a child, and they show Bruce Wayne as a child. <laughs> am I am I just nuts? Am I missing something? They 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 show a guy that should have been Alfred's age when Bruce Wayne was a kid talking about a son. Did you read that any different? Where is this? Can you remember? Yeah, that's it's a lot of uh, in sections of several books. Oh, those those after. Oh, you mean the yeah like the, written the, right the co-written with Tinian and yeah. uh, all that stuff. I thought they were. I thought it was a generation removed. I I mean, it would make sense if it was a generation removed, but I, I mean, am I crazy? I swear to God, they showed Kid Alfred. I mean, maybe it, it would make sense that he was at least a couple of years older, but even a couple of years older does not make sense. That's the whole thing of why he calls him Master Bruce is because he was an old man and remembers him when he was a child, and that's what you call. No, I don't think a that. Child. No, I. I Am no. I just? I, I. So I completely misread. I that. I don't think that, that has not changed. He is still older than Bruce Wayne. Okay. I don't I think they're the since, same age. Sincerely hope so. I thought they were talking that about the insane. I thought they were talking about. I don't know. I what I got from that was not that. I don't. Okay. I don't. I didn't really get much of anything from that other than that. Hey, the quarter vowels have been around for a long time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a thing from that. But I. I want to. I want to find this because I'm so very curious now. Of, like I barely even remember that that those i mean i read them but i might as well not (laughs) well i thought i mean i had Raphael albuquerque art and i was enjoying them so why not pay attention to them but it it i don't know it could be that they never showed him and it would make sense if he was at least i don't know a decade older but even that doesn't feel acceptable anything you ask me about the ages of any of these characters Right. No idea. That because none of it makes sense. We have all three Robins at the same time. Here, okay. In the New Fifty Two, Alfred's father Jarvis was a butler of the Wayne family before Alfred, when Bruce was still a child. Mm-hmm. Jarvis was blackmailed by the court of Alice to set a trap for the pregnant Martha Wayne. Despite declining, the court managed to cause a car accident and cause the child to be prematurely and eventually to have died. Jarvis attempts to resign from his services and wrote a letter to his son in which he describes the manor as a cursed place. Tells Alfred that he should not begin his service under the Wayne family. However, Jarvis was unable to send it as he was murdered that night. Mm-hmm. I'm reading. So he that, was that that I I see what you're saying yeah. now that that is definitely a grown a grown Al- man. Yeah, Alfred was a, a grown adult 
Mm-hmm. And Jarvis was as much his father was much older. And he did he did not seem that old. I don't again. He seems like Alfred's age now, but I I I don't know. It's, I, I was reading it as he's much older. That does make much more sense if he would start at that time. I was just like, what kind of insanity is that? I I mean, you have that. There's a page in here where you have all the Robins and Bruce Wayne all in a suit, all standing mm-hmm. together. They look identical to each other, and they're supposed yes. to be. Damien is like ten, and mm-hmm. Nightwing is like Bruce Wayne is thirty, and and Nightwing <laughs> is. 23 and Jason is like 20 and and yeah and, time they all grew up in a black hole yeah like, I don't like all these time robins dilation. all these robins happen within like a year of each other it just makes zero sense but you just gotta roll with it I guess because in the new 52 Batman has he's been Batman for five years but it per this that is theoretically the when on Batman number one, he has been Batman for five years. The new Fifty Universe is five years old. When we jump in, I don't. Again, it's a, yeah, it's, it's all insanity. insane. It makes zero sense. Uh, we'll see what happens. What they do with Rebirth coming soon? Um, I I don't. I feel like Snyder has a good grasp of these characters. It's and I again I like the Court of Owls stuff. I think that that's a fine way mm-hmm. to take it, but the the death of the family stuff was completely unimpactful to me. Like I was after reading court of owls and stuff, I'm like, Oh, maybe, Hey, I like, you know, this wasn't bad. You know, I enjoyed this. Um, let me go to the death of the family. Oh no, I did not enjoy this. Like I enjoyed a few moments of the stuff with the Joker, but it felt like it wasn't like, what is he trying to say about the Joker and Batman in this? Yeah. That, He's saying that the Joker doesn't care. Like he, we kind of get it at the end where he's like, "Oh, well, Bruce Wayne literally admits, hey, he like almost basically goes up to the Joker and says, hey, 'Hey, I'm Batman,' and the Joker doesn't care. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to know who's under who is actually is Batman. He his. I only- did. I did find that actually very fascinating. That it's like he doesn't. It's it's not about people. It's like these crazy dueling archetypes or personas with him and that i agree that that idea Mm -hmm. is very fascinating but we get so little of that yeah Um, it's not about that necessarily and and that's maybe that's kind of what i was driving at about the broiness is it just seems to be less about the seed of something character driven like that and so much about like oh fuck yeah it's time for batman it's batman time hell yeah it's batman i don't think it's that bad Eh, I don't think it's quite that bad either. Because, I, like I said, I do. That's have... the sense I get from the Batman vs Superman movie. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which is completely uninteresting to me. I I feel like they th- that it's just doing wait. It's like so unfocused. Does so much about the family, and and then that, and then doesn't nothing really ever come of it. You know, I I don't. And then Joker just vanishes off. Oh yeah, he died. We know he didn't die, but I, that's the thing. Like that is like the the ending. Oh, like the he just, the villain just disappears in the night, and he'll eventually return. And it's very transparent. Like oh, I just want to use the Joker again, so he we're gonna have an ending here. But yeah, and that's the sad thing about all of it is it's I don't know from from the front side you basically know everything that's going to happen. There's nothing. I don't know. There's there's not quite enough creativity. There's too much 
relying on the gimmick of gross Joker face, and Batman robots punching owl dudes. <laughs> owl dudes. Owl dudes. Is that what they're called? I think so. Court of owl dudes. Yeah, owl dudes. If they were really broy, I think I'd I might be enjoying. I might have enjoyed this more if Batman was beating up owl bros. Al bros. He, I don't know the uh, his supposed the Lincoln March is kind of he's kind of broy. I've got that. I got a little bit of that from him. Eh. Maybe a little. Mm. He's but how tall is Lincoln March? He's taller than Bruce Wayne. And Bruce is he really? I I, I think read so. Him as like almost. I read him as almost exactly identical. <laughs> he does I, I, look. I did not. Yeah, that is like, a, my biggest complaint with Capullo's art is that. Yeah, but if you and go these, to like these guys have they have different haircuts, kind of. Yeah, like number issue two, like they are next to each other, and Lincoln March is like two or three inches taller than Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne is six four. Is he really or six not, two? I mean, he's uh, six he's supposed two. To, he's definitely supposed to be a, a a strapping gentleman. He is, but then that means that this dude running for mayor is six five and gigantic. Hmm. Six five is not like that out of the ordinary. I guess that's true. I hell, I I know a guy who's like six foot seven, six foot eight. He's a giant person, and he, well, he I hates know. it when people point it out. Well, I know, but I mean, I our, our, Matt is six five. Yeah, he's a mammoth man. So this 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 guy makes Matt look little. He's a large gentleman. God, maybe not maybe not little, but yeah, it's not Batman looking at the corpse. It's the it's Gordon, but still, it's from inside. Ugh. Which issues it in? It's number two, page number two. nine. I think it's- I, I gotta, I gotta see this. I'm like, just so fascinated with the gore and stuff of this. It's just, I don't. That's, it's like, see, it's an. I think, it, I think honestly, it can be traced back to like the procedural shows on television, yeah, like CSI, who've yeah. also done this same thing, where it's like, hey, look at this limb, and look at the bones that are broken inside of it. I'm like, ugh, no. It didn't, you know, it's funny that didn't stand out to me. Yeah, these guys look identical. They do look identical. I literally cannot tell which is which. Bruce is on the left. <laughs> Bruce is well, in the d- darker he's, suit. He's a, he's a millionaire. He would be a Republican, okay? Billionaire. Billionaire, excuse me. He would be a double Republican. <laughs> double Republican? No, uh, what's this? Isn't, uh, Warren Buffett's not, is he? Or Bill Gates. Um, Bill Gates isn't right. I just I don't know. Just because they're not terrible people doesn't mean Why, they're not I, Republicans. I understand that, but they're and and then there 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 are also Republicans that aren't terrible people. I, I agree. Yeah. I just it, they they generally don't come off as. Mm-mm. I, I know there are rich people who campaign for Democrats. So that is certainly true. That 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 has happened in the history of happenings. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm st- I'm I I can't. I'm obviously we need more to read, so I'm not going to try and I'm not casting mm-hmm. any final votes. But oh yeah, there's there's a metric shitload of Batman. Yeah, it's just Corval's stuff is really good. The Joker stuff. I I would read the Corval stuff again, but mm-hmm. I would not read the that Death of the Family story ever again. I don't need to. I think I read it the one time, and it's enough for me. Like trap putting Batman in a literal labyrinth is neat. Oh, oh yeah, that was that was definitely some cool stuff. Though, is am I wrong in thinking there was an, a Batman animated series episode where he gets trapped in a labyrinth? There's definitely some. Uh, 
Isn't there something with a like a Minotaur and Batman? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know exactly because that's where the joke. It was with the Riddler. Yeah, where he said, "What's as high as an elephant's eye?" I remember. I've remembered that my whole life up until the point where I actually heard that stupid song that it's referring to, which is like, okay, why would that be in a damn Batman episode? The name of the episode: "If you're so smart, why aren't you rich?" Well, there you go. This is it's the first Riddler episode. Yes, that sounds about right. I did remember it being pretty early in the series. And Batman is put in a maze. It is episode 40 overall. Hmm. It's crazy they went 40 episodes without introducing the Riddler. That actually is pretty nuts. God, I, every time I talk about Batman, I just want to go back and watch the animated series all over again. It Honestly, I've watched it recently, and haven't really been that blown away with it not as much as i expected to be i you the know? last time i rewatched it i remember really like i it hasn't been recent but i have rewatched it a couple moves ago i think and i was mm-hmm. like hey i still love this but i don't know I, I, i'm still not i i don't know i i think we'll get more perspective as we get further in this i just i'm going to try and hunt down some some like critical analysis of this run like there's multiple people have come out and say this is some of the best batman ever and i just mm-hmm. don't it yes it does it. i fall a little flat on it my own self it's not like it's it's not wretched but it is yeah it's, it's okay it's fine <laughs> i don't know we're, we're working on our batman thesis mm-hmm. our bat thesis it's due in two weeks we're gonna keep it in our helicopter in case we get attacked by a shark. So, anything else you wanted to touch on, Eric, before we uh, wrap it up? I can't think of a thing. Okay. I think I'm right there with you. Uh, next week, we're going to do volumes, let's see, be four and five, if you're buying this in trade. It is zero year, basically, with a few. There's a few miscellaneous things right thrown in, including the rest in peace Damien issue, which, yeah, see how long that lasted. Uh but mostly it will be zero year and zero discussion about zero year as a whole. So that's up to issue 33, I believe, 18 through 33 for next week. And we will continue well, the second, our second chapter in the bat thesis, the bat, the bat thesis, the bat thesis. Mm-hmm. Trying to make one word out of it. It's not working really well. Um, ow. <laughs> it's got ringing in my ear. Uh, we. Are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour? You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find all links to uh, all our stuff there, including, obviously, new episodes. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Uh, really helps us out. Helps new people find the show. That's how uh, new people get their eyes on it. Of course, recommend it to your friends. We obviously like that. You're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hour, Twitter at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. If you want to reach me online or just follow my ravings you can find me on twitter at mixmaster serial that's m-i-x-m-a-s-t-e-r-c-e-r-e-a-l eric where can they find you online well you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and see many 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 of the other things i get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com that includes my instagram where i'm known as easy goodnight and you can hit me up on twitter I'm at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R Bad Example. You got that medium site labeled yet? Yes, but it's not ready for prime time. I'll okay. I'll, I'll plug it once I uh, start figuring out what I want to do with it. 
but it's it actually has its own domain. You just probably won't guess it. Okay, just wondering. Uh, yeah, that we can call it a day. Have a good one. All right, rock and roll. <laughs>